0: welcome to the family um i'm sitting in for tom bernard i am cassie schrader and to the left of me i have
1: Ellie nick mike bryant melissa kirk and andy rap bernard
0: and we'll be right back with the family after these commercials
2: It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and <laughs> it's gentlemen. Been good. And how do they contact you?
3: At uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at dot com, or at eight hundred seven seven zero seven zero zero eight. Michael Bryant,
2: Bradshaw, and Bryant. Where's the manager? Tune in every Thursday from 2 to 3 central or download it on the Tom Bernard podcast
4: page. I
2: don't know. I think I'm going to have to think about it.
5: That's
4: the funk, yeah. Act like you didn't know. Huh.
1: What in the hell is
0: this? <laughs> Black Eyed Peas. Tom wow. would hate this. Tom, <laughs> Tom would hate this. I hate it. <laughs> oh come on! It's funk.
4: Yeah, it's funk, all right.
0: I love funk. Oh my god. I like
4: real funk.
0: Well, old every... school funk. Yeah, I know. But it, a lot of it though is derived from that, so I'm okay with it as long as it's not just this. The the rap today is just horrible.
4: I it's don't horrible. know how. I don't, I don't know even how even anyone... what it is. I don't know how anyone can listen. No, to I don't it. even know what it is. I don't. I don't even know. <laughs> I can't understand what they're saying.
0: My kids listen to it. I'm like, what are you listening to? Oh, this is hip hop. I'm like, this is not hip hop. No, no. <laughs> this is not hip hop. I feel so old now. There's actually
4: a video going around of of a couple of black guys. Doing oh yeah, <laughs> I <and> saw that. <laughs> what modern rap sounds like. And it's they're just like. Funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, <it's> true. <laughs>
0: Anyway, uh, we have a lot in the news today. Obviously, the big story right now is Jesse, or Jussie Smollett. I want to say Jesse because Jesse doesn't sound right. Because it's not a name. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I was like, where does Jesse come from? Jussie. But um, I guess the FBI FBI is still going to look in and Mm -hmm. still do an investigation. Now, Rahm Emanuel came out, which was kind of shocking for him, but he said that this was... Not cool that he the charges were dropped. Said it was a whitewash he,
4: of justice. Yeah, he,
3: yes. exactly. I don't know what he, he means it's whitewashed
0: whitewash by that, but
3: part of part of the issue was he just came out of a police graduation, mm-hmm. and so both him and the chief of police were totally blindsided by this. What mm. happened? They but had who, no idea so they were going to get charges. Well, the prosecutor made the decision. But
4: somebody had it. You know,
3: so somebody made the decision. Um, but, yeah, he was—he totally had no idea they were just going to drop charges, and he had no explanation of why they dropped charges. Well, but
4: they're, then they're not saying he's not guilty. Cause they're, no, they're, not at all. At all. They didn't exonerate yeah. him. Yeah. They're keeping his $10,000 bail. Yep, yeah. yeah. And two and days. Then,
3: he's got to do two days of community And they're
4: giving community him community service. service so they're not saying he didn't do it. Well, the right.
1: prosecutor was, like, in contact with a bunch of his family members and stuff just before she dropped all the charges, which is – Kind of weird. Yeah, there's clearly some sort of well, that corruption going on what, there. But. I
3: I don't know if it's corruption, but the the thing that bothers me is that with no plea, there's nothing hanging over his head as far as probation goes, and so there's nothing they can control if he does something else. Now, the other thing that bothered me was his statement after, where he you know he basically said, you know, with my mom, I would oh, never yeah, do anything saw, wrong, I heard and, that. Was... and I also would uh you know I never would I put people be my through mother's son. It's Like. Well, you That's know, really, yeah. you know, it's it, it, that was quite the statement to make. But if I was him and I had the FBI looking at stuff, I wouldn't say I did anything because the FBI could use that and, against you. And the you. police chief so.
4: came flat out and said he did this. Yeah, he, mm-hmm. it's, he is guilty mm-hmm. of this crime. He well, did the, this.
3: The prosecutor said he he thinks he did it. He thinks he's guilty. They made the determination that they did. Now. I they do make deals all the time. Yeah. And very few people I think forfeit $10,000. That's a lot of money to forfeit. Okay, as far as probation goes. For a Hollywood insider so, though, I don't know. Oh, well, well,
4: I would pay ten grand in a second not to get charged with this charge. Yeah, those charges. exactly. Yeah,
3: most people don't have ten thousand dollars. Most people, people won't well, get probate or get a uh, a bail of ten thousand dollars. You know, where they'd actually post something like that. There's people who go through bail bondsmen. So if his
4: bail was ten grand, then was, I mean he, he lost ten grand. then his bail was a hundred grand, right? No,
3: I think he posted cash of ten grand. Oh, if he had posted it through was. a bail bondsman, he would have had to post. Sometimes judges will have you post the equivalent of a bail bondsman, so they can say your bails a million but if you post you know a hundred thousand in cash Mm. we'll go with that most cases, they don't do that. They say your ba- your bail is what your bail is, and you go to a bail bondsman, and then that money's gone. Right. That's always the thing we have to explain to clients: is you know, if your bail's ten thousand dollars and you give the bail bondsman a thousand, that's gone. Right. You know, so when Uncle Bob comes up with a thousand, it's gone. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's, it don't come back. Where if you post it with the court, it, it back. comes back. Now, the thing that people forget though is it goes back to the person that that he gave it to. It, you. No, it goes back to the person you're bailing out. So oh, really? if so Uncle Bob (laughs) Uncle Bob gives you a thousand bucks and then you get out. Theoretically, that money comes back to you. Well, not theoretically, the money comes back to you. So
4: if you steal it, is it? Is there any – so many press charges against you for stealing their, your bail money? Well,
3: I don't know if they – if you can say they steal it if somebody gave it to you to do yeah. It's just family members need to know that, that – Right. They that, might not get it back. <laughs> they may not
4: get yeah. ever it back. It was back. gifted. <laughs> you know? So
3: I'd be concerned about why
4: they – I always feel with. bad for people who, like, put up their houses and then, then the person jumps bail and yeah. takes off. But <laughs> – a lot of bail bondsmen don't. They don't want the house. They no, they want.
3: No. They go find the person and get them back. Yeah. And they so, call dog the bounty hunter. You know, yes. Yeah. They they track you down and and bail bondsmen do all sorts of things to find those people. And they, and know? they're a
4: lot do a lot more. Th- they're a lot. They have more reach than like police do, right? Well, they have they have they they have a lot of extra methods right. that the police can't right. they use. They have to follow the rules. <laughs> the, the police they don't are, have jurisdiction. Are,
3: bound, are bound by the Constitution <laughs> and uh, mm. bail bondsmen aren't. So. So we get some very it's interesting like, calls. Kind of like
4: repossession
3: guys. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. Yesterday they were talking about how Michelle Obama was fr- is friends with the prosecutor with
3: Fox, and she she recused herself from okay. the prosecution. So they're friends because Fox used to work for Obama. Now I've heard there were these texts from Michelle Obama. I, you know, I don't have access to Michelle Obama's texts, so yeah. I don't know that you can say that for sure that, that happened. I don't know, but. You know, I I wish I, I. It seems to me he got a special deal, um, but ten thousand dollars is a lot of money to give up. And um, you know, I
4: just don't think that's a lot of money to give up for those for charges. For him, yeah. I mean, he was getting charged with some serious charges. I mean, yeah. if it
3: was like some ten grand random D. guy, D. guy sure, but yeah.
1: not you know an actor. I
4: mean, a, a DUI costs ten grand right now. If you hire a lawyer to do it, right. Yeah, it's, it's ten grand, five grand or for ten, a DUI. Depending. Yeah, he's getting charged with a couple felony. Well, he, he paid
3: more than that with those lawyers. I mean, he had a team of lawyers. I, I, I just I, I heard an interview with his team of lawyers yesterday, <laughs> so he was paying a lot of money for lawyers. So Good. I I would assume it cost him so he's more modern, than that.
4: He's the modern day OJ.
3: No, t- <laughs> see OJ's different because OJ went to a jury, and you can disagree with what the jury did, but right, he but was he prosecuted. Went process, right? He went through the process. He did So right? it's different than this. This uh-huh. is this is and what he meant by a whitewash of justice is the the word of whitewashing saying that you you hit everything. You know, like if you got the clean. If you got blood on the wall and you cover it up with paint, you're whitewashing the blood. Yeah, you is what you're doing. To clean. The well, it's though. funny
0: because somebody or commented on yeah. Facebook on the Tom Bernard podcast page that, and and I was like, wow, that you're right. Um, that Roseanne got hit harder for something so much more less than what Jesse did, and he's getting pretty much
4: he got you know. his job well, back. did he get his job oh, back? oh absolutely i, I yeah. don't know that he oh, got yeah. his job back. i, I he? watched it the network put out a statement y- yesterday, yesterday after what happened yeah, yesterday yeah yeah mm. yeah
0: you know and it's mm. like you know where's this balance of justice here because you know roseanne she i don't think honestly i don't think anything racial was intent with her comments a no, comic but you know and it's like he you know made up this whole thing about putting a noose around his neck, this hate,
4: well, this it's hate a piece crime. Well, crime.
0: string. Well, <laughs> hate crime, though, is very, oh, you I, know, I, it's, I, it's a huge 100. deal. And to, you know, publicly come out and then have it be completely false, to me, that seems more uh, can for can't, losing your job. I just
4: can't believe they still denying it. I mean, they have the yeah. two guys that say, yeah, well, he hired us to do I it. Know, and everything. Real. I know, mean, for
3: <laughs> I, I would I deny it. they still deny it. I would deny it now with the FBI still looking at charges. My, my advice to him as a lawyer would be shut the hell up. Right. Yeah, but, but I you don't want to. I, I thought he has already admitted to doing it. So I think there are prior statements he's made that do suggest that, yes, indeed, he did do yeah, one the time, letter and he did do it. Yeah, one time this. we did. Yeah. 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 That, so
0: to me, that I don't know. This this whole thing just smells fishy. Maybe, oh, sure. Maybe um, maybe the judge can do that what he did for this guy in uh, Hawaii. Have you heard of the case where the judge sentenced a man to Pepsi deprivation mm. as probation? He's not allowed to drink Pepsi, his favorite soda, as punishment.
3: Well, the judge <laughs> no longer has jurisdiction because of them dropping the charges Uh so judge can't do anything to to him right now with those charges but yes judges sometimes will fashion very interesting things we had a many many years ago we had a, a plea where where the guy he had to do, be drug tested, but they could not ever test for pot. They were not. That was not something they could test for because it, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> it like, was <laughs> impossible.
5: Yeah, so, He's like, I'm so, gonna get high
3: whether you yeah, like it or not. So, so there are certain things that judges do, um, and that's the argument about um, about mandatory sentencing. Is it takes away the judge's ability to look at those things and 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 craft uh, better decisions, such as you can't drink Pepsi. I don't. I what he did that he cannot drink Pepsi? He
0: okay, here's the story a Hawaii man has been ordered not to drink his favorite soft drink during a four year probation on a car theft conviction. Um, let's see, he lied to police when he was arrested with the car in Maui last June. Lou said in court, Montelano told officers that his cousin had allowed him to drive the car and that he was on his way to buy soft drinks. The judge issued <laughs> the order for him not to drink Pepsi for four years after he. He told her it was his favorite soft drink. It's the Pepsi deprivation syndrome. She yeah, said. But there's no
4: way it could stop. <laughs> I mean,
0: can you see well, him like, no, going so. on a street corner in a dark alley yeah. trying to buy a can They're of Pepsi? Fall 24/7. <laughs> <laughs>
4: he's taking Coke and he pours Pepsi <laughs> into, the so so no, into the Coke. There's yet. no test for Coke or Pepsi. <laughs> that hey, is so there's not even a test for pot yet. Uh, uh, uh,
3: well, there's, there's blood tests. The problem yeah, is, is tests, it stays yeah. in your Thanks for a long time. It, I mean, they can find yeah. uh, what a metropolitan... Metro. What are they called? Uh, micro. It's like the breakdown of what it breaks down to. Metabolites. Yeah, it's below. It's there's a word for what marijuana becomes. Um, I've had cases where we've argued this issue in the past on what they had. But it breaks down in your system, but it hangs around for a long time. Right, Plus, yours. it's in your hair. Yeah, yours. So, yeah. You know, Well, so. all
4: drugs are. You know that, right? <laughs> right. All so, drugs. But
3: they can find more in your long hair than they can yeah. in my short Hero-
4: hair. <laughs> <laughs> they can see when That's the last time you did heroin or anything, mm-hmm. that they, they find a lot of people that get arsenic poisoning. They, find it in their, they can find a timeline in your hair mm-hmm. when you yeah. got that arsenic. That's crazy. Because
6: it'll
1: stay in your hair shaft. Unless you shave your hair like Andy. Or like Britney Spears. (laughs) Or it just falls out. That's the other option. Is that why she did that? (laughs) Yep. So they couldn't test her hair. THC metabolizes into 11-NOR-9-Carboxy-Delta-9-Tetrahydrocannabinol.
3: That's uh, banal. That's that was the word that I argued in court. Probably very, very. In a, you know, I came up with different versions of how to say it.
1: G H T C
4: O O H is a much easier way to say it. Did you guys see that bust yesterday in that high in that high end condo downtown Minneapolis? No, you didn't. Oh. Sixty four pounds of methamphetamine. Like Whoa. I think I think you got to look it up. A shoebox full of heroin, top grade heroin, and a whole bunch of Pills that they don't even know what they are blue pills, hmm. boxes of pills, and lots of cash. Wow. Jeez. It was at, on uh, H- uh, LaSalle, 111 well, one, pro- LaSalle.
1: The problem is if you Google Minneapolis drug bust, <laughs> there's more than a couple of those. Yeah, they
0: just had a huge marijuana bust.
4: This was, the, they're saying, one of the biggest heroin busts bust in Minnesota history. In a shoebox is the biggest. 74 <laughs> <laughs> pounds of meth. Oh, I thought, I a thought mess, you said so, the heroin no, was. Oh, oh, 64 pounds of that's a that lot of That would be meth. big.
3: Yeah,
1: the heroin was, it's a shoebox full, which is still a lot of heroin. Aye. Yeah,
4: shoebox is full. Is that, that a lot of heroin? Is, I don't
1: know. Oh, so yes, heroin. that's a you, lot of heroin. You did heroin, right? Nope. nope no, what, nope. what Coke was, was it? My drug. Coke, okay. Yeah. If you had done
3: heroin, you'd know it. Yeah. What did you. <laughs> that's the what thing, thing about you heroin. In your book, what did you talk about ODing or not ODing, but being. Was that Coke? I was freebasing Coke. Okay. Here we go.
4: Everybody in the late 80s. Yes, everyone. Well, everybody. I didn't. In the music business or entertainment business. Yeah.
1: Everyone in yeah, on basically the, the west coast. Goes, man. Yeah. And the east coast, I guess.
4: I mean Hollywood was just you walked in somebody's house they didn't say you want a drink they said hey you want to want hit or you want a line it's just the way it was I think you say that in your book yeah it's just the way it was I think you actually use that line in your book yeah it's just the way it was you walk in and people go hey you want a bump and they're like yeah alright And just just the way it was so
1: yeah. they found let's see I got the story up here 64 pounds of meth
4: that's a lot of meth man uh, a lot of meth
1: 3 pounds of heroin um, a lethal dose of heroin is 30 milligrams yeah So, let's see, 30 milligrams, yeah, that is many thousands of lethal doses. So, hey, (laughs) unidentified pills, two handguns, large amount of cash, in a luxury apartment near downtown Minneapolis. I Um, know the building. Yeah?
4: It's a nice chandelier. Where was it? 111 LaSalle. 111
1: South Marquette.
4: Marquette, Marquette, yeah. Oh,
1: Marquette. Marquette.
3: So, 111, is that down towards the water, or? Yes. Okay. Uh, So, near Acme.
4: Mm, up a little bit. Yeah,
3: well yeah, it would be up, but yeah. in that direction. So
4: okay. it's You're an expensive it's today. a very expensive building
6: you guys have a lot to say
4: <laughs> <laughs> but, but I said this a long time ago on this show like years ago that I get I was invited to all the openings of all these new condo buildings mm-hmm. and the first like they have you know grand opening parties yeah. and uh, every single one of them I ever of to the first person I met was a drug dealer I yeah. remember you said that because yeah, I, I look like I would do drugs so they'd come up to me and they say hey what's uh, up dude? and they start talking they're... To me and they're like, they're like hey you want to buy any blow I'm like uh no <laughs> and, because, and they all lived in these high end buildings they're the first people to move in
0: yeah they got good money selling drugs yeah
4: they're the first people to move in these high these end buildings well it's cash so you're not paying taxes and, and they make the building their customer base yeah
3: that's okay. true yeah
0: Well, we got to take a commercial break. We'll be right back talking more about drugs and (laughs) other fun stuff. All right, we'll be back right here on The Family. Uh, Cassie Trader sitting in for Tom Bernard.
2: It's Tom Bernard with North American Banking Company CEO and my buddy, Michael Bilski. Michael, let's say somebody has a plan to expand their business this year. How can North American Banking Company get that job done? At North American Banking Company, we'll take time to understand Thank you. I see where this is going. Well, we love working with you. We can help any business, including a podcast, that's already very successful. Who's better than you? That's what I want to know. I still never liked you, though. You are. No, I never. Don't try to make up. I don't like (laughs) Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and an equal housing lender? Tom here. Over the years, you've heard me go on and on about my eyes and how great I've been treated by the folks over at Whiting Clinic. Well, it's not just me. There's a reason Whiting Clinic is the number one LASIK practice in the United States and the trusted LASIK provider around these parts. Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, the most advanced Contura laser technology, and lifetime coverage are all backed by Whiting Clinic's best price guarantee. Being the experts that they are, they want to make sure you have the very best for your eyes just like I did. For a limited time, mention my name and receive an additional $300 off your LASIK. That's $300 off Whiting Clinic's already low price for LASIK. Trust your eyes to Twin Cities LASIK experts. Whiting Clinic, LASIK, and Cataract. Visit whitingclinic.com or call 855 554 And don't forget to tell them Tom sent you.
1: Offer expires March 31st, 2019. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offers.
0: Welcome to the family. This is Cassie Schrader and sitting in for Tom Bernard. We are back talking. Um, well, drug busts and <laughs> the...
4: and drugs and drugs. Speaking, Speaking of drugs, have you seen the Motley Crue documentary? Yes, I film? was just going to yeah, ask. That's supposed you. to be really good. I did not care for it. At oh, you didn't all. like it, huh? No, I thought it was very stupid. Was it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, Motley Crue is way over very the stupid. top and just dumb. The opening scene is just f- f- ridiculous. It's just, I didn't. I did not like it at all. Based on what i I thought I've the seen, actors were terrible. I thought the, the 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 way it was shot. It's very low budget. Low it, budget. Mm-hmm.
1: It looks like it's a lot of glorification of that whole drugs, sex, drugs, and rock and roll lifestyle. Or is that that's just how they're marketing it? Because, that's just how they're
4: marketing it. Yeah. It, it,
1: which is kind of dishonest if you think about it. Yeah, but,
4: they they could have done. I, to me, I mean, I was in Hollywood those years. I think they could have done a way better job. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, but the way that Motley Crue was, I mean, was it close to what they portrayed? Because I guess oh, they were. They told were well they were drug addicts. Well, they were producers on this movie. Yeah.
4: Well. I, I'm surprised because especially the, the casting. The casting is horrible. Is it? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah horrible. Well, it's a
3: documentary, right? No. no. Oh, it's, it's not? It's a remake? or yeah, it's, it's a film. It's a film. Okay. Yeah. See, I it's, thought it was a do- documentary. No, okay. it, it would have been right. cool if it was a documentary, but it's not. oh huh.
0: I don't know. I oddly mm. liked it. I did not I like it. Why. I, I thought it was it, dumb.
3: So. I mean, that's the word I can give it. Dumb. Did you see um, uh, Queen? Did you see I the did. Freddie Mercury? Did
4: you, did you like that I one? I thought it was a great movie. Okay. Yeah. If oh, you no. lived through the eighties in Hollywood, mm-hmm. it's, it's, if you it's you lived dumb. through it
0: Yeah. It's just see, the, see, if see, you survived,
4: I it's a dumb movie.
3: Which uh, <laughs> the the Motley Crew movie? Yeah. Okay.
1: It's like um. What was that uh, show that they made about the record business? Vinyl. Oh, vinyl. Oh, vinyl. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That Dad, was
3: ridiculous. Yeah,
1: Dad said that it was just like a whole bunch of uh, sensationalized crap.
4: Yeah. yeah. No, I do one have, HBO to, I have, to have to admit, a lot of things are true. Like drugs and sex were pretty open. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, in Hollywood in the 80s. I mean, it was pretty straightforward. I mean, yep. you, you would just walk up to somebody and ask him if you want to have sex like right now and that's just the way it was.
0: That's and crazy. And people would walk
4: up and they would say, hey, you want a bump? And that, you would be doing coke on the bar. I mean, that's just the way it was.
0: Uh-huh.
4: And it just was. I mean, <laughs> nobody cared.
0: I know, I felt very, like, I need to go to church after
4: I watched that
0: movie. But that was, that
4: is how it was. I mean, it wasn't uncommon for looking over in this corner of a club and seeing somebody having sex. And mm-hmm. It was pretty common.
0: Doing cocaine in the bathroom. Oh, doing
4: cocaine on the bar. Oh, really? Oh, mm-hmm. absolutely. I mean, I know, I, I, I remember sitting in airplanes, commercial air flights, smoking a cigarette and doing bumps <laughs> yeah, off your hands. Oh, my God. Like, right at the seat. I mean, hmm. flying on a plane with cocaine is like a whole different you know, world yeah. now today. But back in the day, I mean, you'd have an eight ball in your pocket and you'd get on the plane and you'd first the stewardess would give you a cocktail and you'd do a bump and you'd light up a cigarette. And...
0: It is kind of cool. Like, have you seen the movie Blow?
4: Yeah. With yeah.
0: Johnny Depp. Now, to see the, the progression of drugs and how it got into the United States in the late 70s and early 80s and how cocaine became such a sensational drug. It's like it's like you don't realize it until you see a movie like that. Like, oh, my God, that's how it came to be, yeah. you know, because I can't remember the character's name he played, but he was a huge contributor to the cocaine
4: distribution. I call it kind of – my life kind of followed – that whole world, because I started out in South Florida, mm-hmm. which was cocaine cowboy days right. in 82, <laughs> like when all the cocaine was coming into Miami, and I saw that first time I ever saw a dead body was yeah. there in, in, at that time, and then I went to LA mm-hmm. in 86, and I so I was just kind of following that trend, but it, it was a way more innocent time than it is today. There was you never knew anybody who got stabbed or shot or anything like that. That's but tough. people got stabbed and they shot did, during but, that time. They did, but not in your circle. Then hmm. it was more the the criminals and the regular people were more a straight line in the sand. Yeah. yeah. No, the, the more people didn't do criminal acts. Like even though you did drugs, you didn't sell drugs. It was different. It really was. Yeah. It was two different elements. Now it's all blurred. No drug drug users sell drugs to buy more drugs. Yep. That didn't happen back then.
0: Okay, Mike, I need your legal opinion Uh-oh. on this one. Okay. okay. A man sues for one point three million dollars over bosses. Guess what? I don't know. Stinky farts. Wow. Yeah. You know uh, he's gonna win that lawsuit. Uh, Good
3: probably, luck to him. Probably. <laughs> Probably not. No, um, frivolous. I mean, the first thing is, in, in Minnesota, we don't sue for an amount of money. So when you see these numbers that people sue for in New York or California and other states, it, there's a rule in those states that you can't get more from a jury than what you ask for. So they'll ask for oh. these incredible numbers. And they also get more cases when, oh, you're the lawyer who asked for $8 billion. Um, but... That's that's sometimes where these numbers come from. Now, second thing is that sounds like an employment law case um, which some places you don't get a jury so it depends on where he brings it. So there's a lot of different issues with that but you know, it's the sparks is, must be really bad. Well, really this is, bad. This is
0: in yeah. Australia. It says can regular farting equal bullying? An appeals court in Australia will have to decide based on a nearly one point three million dollar lawsuit filed in two thousand seventeen by the former employee of a construction company who refers to his ex bosses as mister Stinky, David Hinks, a fifty six year old former engineer of Melbourne's construction engineering. Says Supervisor Greg Short Would enter Hink's small windowless office to fart five (laughs) or six times a day, so he would come in and crop dust his office. (laughs) Hmm.
3: (laughs) Wow, that's a mean boss. How
0: how can, (laughs) as Um, a judge,
3: now what's what I don't get is, so if it's at the the court of appeals, that I I don't know enough about Australia law, but generally that means it probably got thrown out by the district court and it got into the Court of Appeals because it's not a verdict. So one judge has probably looked at it already and thrown it out, and now it's gone to the Court of Appeals. That's mm-hmm. my guess in, in that, but I don't know enough about Australian law. <laughs> Apparently, you know, if they <laughs> take sounds, a long time to put you in prison after you kill your girlfriend privileged. is all I know. I don't think I'll win anything. They consider
0: yeah. that bullying by crop dusting somebody's office with <clears throat> stinky farts.
3: Well, that's the question the court is looking at is whether right. that's bullying, you know. <laughs> and it's it, I mean you know it's one of those things It's it's, it's, a, it's a form of hazing <laughs>
4: yeah. hazing's illegal yeah. now
3: yeah.
6: oh god and, oh. and
3: the underlying theory behind bringing the claim is that you don't use like street justice you know I mean mm-hmm. the guy doesn't come in you don't punch him in the face
4: um you know yeah. and so that's the underlying theory so I've been following the Seinfeld Seinfeld's get, Jerry Seinfeld's getting sued for selling a Porsche. A vintage Porsche, and the people are saying it's fake. Okay, it's not the real, the real model that it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So he, but he bought it just like it's sat from a dealership, a fancy dealership in Beverly Hills, and for just a couple hundred thousand less than he's selling it for. So now he's suing that dealership. But I don't think, it, I think it's a buyer beware thing. I don't think he has anything to worry about. Well, if he, if he's selling, I mean, if he says that's what it
3: is. I mean, if he, he's holding it out as being the thing that he says it is and it proves to be a fraud, he, he's involved in the fraud as far as it goes. Now, he may not have well, known that, was, but and it, it was, may be it, the dealer before it, it that. It did have certification
4: from the dealership he bought it that it was that model. And he sold it, so he's unwillingly no. Yeah, I mean, if it was certified by a dealership saying this is the model this car is, then the people get and they go, it's not really that model. Somebody faked it.
3: Yeah, that's weird. How uh, how it got by the certification is a question. Somebody fudged and
4: fudged it for money. Yeah, greed, human greed. Oh yeah. Yeah, there's
0: there. It seems like every we've gone from like politics in the news to like court cases in the news because. Another Well, one this was, is
3: the week of exoneration. There's is. a number of people claiming exoneration that I well, don't know. Like Carly
4: B going to get charged now. For what? She when she back when oh, she was a yeah. prostitute, she a bunch of guys are coming forward saying that they she drugged them and then robbed them. Huh. Oh, which she
1: uh, bragged about on video, by the way. Yeah, wow. and she
4: bragged about it on video which years is not ago. Not
1: the smartest. Well, she's a moron,
3: so there's that. Yes, yeah,
0: she's, she's facing backlash. Oh, I have the news most, story most here. Most most guys
3: don't don't. Come out in public with that story. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's the, when prostitutes well, rob do, people, most guys are like, eh, we'll let that one go. They do, <laughs>
1: once, they do once she becomes a famous celebrity and gets a whole lot of money that you well, can sue her for.
3: No, what she did was wrong. It's just that most of the time people don't want to say that they were part of that, <laughs> whatever yeah. it was people that started.
1: People will admit to anything as long as it means a payout. She, mm-hmm. pulled, she pulled
4: a Cosby on them.
0: Pretty much. Yeah. pretty much. Yeah. Well, because she worked at a strip club, and it says um, she would take the customers who wanted to have sex with her in hotel rooms, and then she would drug and rob them and get money to go to the studio and record.
3: Yeah, well, that's... that happens i'm sure hashtag
0: (laughs) thug life right thug life um no another one that's under the gun right now is robert Kraft, the owner of the patriots which you are a fan of because he was cut i kind of feel bad for
4: him soliciting prostitution a month ago
0: so this was a month ago so did he after winning the super bowl yeah that's
4: what happened well he left he
3: left from he left from the place to Houston for the playoff game for the the, uh-huh. the game before the Super Bowl the, oh, the okay. uh, semifinal. He uh, for the AFC, AFC Championship. He went directly from the place to a plane to Houston, you know. Oh, and well, I kind uh, of
4: feel bad for the old guy. I mean, well, I know he's probably demented or there's something.
3: There's some serious questions one about that place and two about the owner of the place. That why it doesn't you know from history, why are a bunch of rich guys going to that place? yeah it, i mean it's not just you know new hope corner in a strip mall <laughs> there's a reason i mean why, how does the owner show up in pictures with trump she watched the Super Bowl with trump yeah. it's a weird deal yeah. there's something else going on to me when you look at that that's Listen, weirder a, than that a
4: lot of weird things going on in this country <laughs> <laughs> so,
3: so i don't feel as bad about him and you know so it i just don't know seems
4: like a nice old man yeah. though but he wants to take it to a jury trial.
3: Well, it's not unusual in your first appearance to plead not guilty. And you ask for a jury trial. You may eventually change it. I mean, the, the difference between a jury trial and a judge trial is you ask for a judge if you can win on the law. If you can make some argument that based upon the law, they're wrong. But overall, you usually want a jury because you want to see if you can convince a jury of whatever it is you're. And, and trying I
4: I'm correct here, but it, correct me if I'm wrong. But in today's world, not having a record, never been arrested for anything means a lot oh sure I mean it means a lot
3: the prosecutor said that about uh jesse or however you say his name Uh, Jesse. jesse yesterday it's one of the things they took in consideration he has no record
4: if you you if you you can actually commit a crime and never been arrested like at my age I'm 55 I've never been arrested in my life I've never even had a ticket if I commit a crime most likely they would they would let me go because I've never done anything Mm -hmm. in my life Well,
3: yeah, that plays a role. That's the reason why you want to keep your driving record clean because what happens is police officers, whether they admit to this or not, will run your record. And if they see on your record it says DUI, they'll watch you a little closer. Actually,
4: I, (laughs) I don't know if anybody knows this, but if you do get pulled over by the cops and they give you a ticket, before you pay that ticket, before you set a court date, you can actually go to the DMV. Right away, or the, uh, the courthouse in downtown Minneapolis, and talk to an arbitrator right that day and get that ticket taken off that day.
3: Depending on the ticket, right. yeah.
4: But almost any ticket. Yeah. So I recently got a ticket, and the cop was wrong. He gave me a ticket for uh, no proof of insurance, and I had insurance. I just didn't have
3: it with but you it was not it
4: was expired the, oh the you had the old card so I went right to the DM, right to the courthouse and the lady didn't even ask me to see my insurance card she looked my thing up she goes you've never had a ticket in your life I said nope she goes here get out of here
3: nice and that well, yeah. was gone
4: because it's you know that those one that one like he said having a ticket a cop sees that it just pulls you he runs your thing and you have five speeding tickets he don't trust you no more yeah yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I, I well, now too, you can <laughs> take a picture of your new one, or you That's can. All right. th- okay, real. keep it on your phone because I I am guilty of that too. I'm horrible at putting the updated insurance cards in my car, so now I'm just like I just need a picture on my phone. I text yeah. it to myself so I know where it's at, so I have it handy. When yeah. j- I
4: drive, my my truck doesn't even have a glove box, so it's like. It has one of those <laughs> big things in the center. You can lose anything in there. It's yeah. like it's like as big as it's a. It's an toolbox. abyss. <laughs> oh, but you're supposed to have
3: your insurance card with you, yeah. and yeah. you're supposed to have it updated. That's yeah. what's right. supposed to happen. Well, yeah. but here's
6: the thing: is you don't even have to carry a paper one anymore. Yeah, I mean, everyone right. has smartphones now, and all of well, them in have Minnesota,
4: apps. in Minnesota, some states you have to have a piece of paper. Hmm. Uh, you do
6: if you can pull it up.
4: Nope. Oh. Some states you have to have a piece of huh. paper. Why? Well,
6: in Minnesota. They, just because they it can be manipulated
4: just... on, a, on, a, on a computer. No, image. I mean,
6: like, you can, like, pull it up on your servicer's app. Like, Geico it'll, or it'll, something yeah, like right. that. Right, like,
4: yes. All of, yes. All of the. Actually, here, you can just show can. a picture on your phone. Oh,
1: mm. well, I mean. That might be a little too lax. That's but it probably is, but, too you
6: lax, but, but you can't. But you can. But I mean, the, like, if you show the cop, like, I'm going to open it up on my. You know, insurance providers' web, website. They'll, they'll like take if you, it. Like when
4: you go get tags and title for a motorcycle in Minnesota, they want a picture. Of the VIN number and a picture of the engine number, yep. and all they wanted is on your phone, mm-hmm. so you can manipulate it all day long. Yeah. You can put it in Photoshop, change it to anything you want. <laughs> like, so when they, they don't want to see the bike; they just want to see pictures.
3: Still, when they make you do that, at least you have to go through the process. I mean, that's why I'm glad that they've gone to back to on tabs where you have to show them insurance. I mean, people can manipulate that, but at least you, yeah, you go can through the effort. It the day, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. when you didn't have to
4: do that, and then I tell you, you right now, it. our DMVs are terrible. They, they're like packed to the Gill and they have You're like going three people. You're at the wrong time. They have three people working. you
3: got to go at the right time. When? Don't go at 12 on a, on a Monday. When's the right time? Go went, early I in went, the morning or last, at the end of the day. Or... last
4: Friday at 3 o'clock.
3: That's not a good time. No, Most people not get off of work time. and get paid on Friday. Oh.
4: not a good time. <laughs> well, we have to take a you know? quick, quick break. break. Nope. <laughs> so. we'll,
0: we'll talk more about this <laughs> right when we come back here on The Family Uh, Cassie Schrader sitting in for Tom Bernard,
2: And we'll be back with Renee Jolly.
0: Oh, good. She's on the phone. Mm -hmm. Awesome. We'll come back with Renee Jolly.
2: Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Tom Bernard here. Hey, let me ask you, do you know me because you recognize my voice or my face? Good question, isn't it? Let me ask you another one. What do you think when I say priority courier experts? Do you know them because you recognize their trucks, or do you know them by their name? Well, let me tell you something you might not know about my friends at Priority. 485 local drivers, 85 office staff, 37 million deliveries since 1997, and an opportunity for you to join their company. Drivers, you can join the fleet in your own vehicle or lease to own one of theirs. Or you can join the office staff and earn the most respectable pay in the business. With 15 days off in your first year. Medical, dental, matching 401k, and a genuine chance for advancement. Just ask Jeff, who started as a customer service rep and is now company controller. Over 5,000 Minnesota companies rely on Priority. Because every time you call us, we deliver. Join the team today at Priority.com. That's Priority.com.
0: We are back here with the family. I'm Cassie Trader, and sitting in for Tom Bernard. We've been talking about, uh, let's see, drugs, drug dealing,
3: uh, tabs,
0: DMV. <laughs> Wait, we should
3: talk. Why is Andy not with the family at, at, at Disney World? Well, yeah, why
1: aren't you? yeah. A, I have to run the show. Hmm. And B, Melissa doesn't have time off, so she couldn't come, so i opted to stay here
4: oh okay. that's nice Did the, uh, the grandkids
3: there too yep. yeah yeah it's a big thing for Catherine's birthday yes But well, can't believe turns 60
0: wow i know she that does not look seem, 60 yeah,
3: not a chance i hope so, i look oh, that yeah. good at you're 60
0: right. yeah, so. <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah
4: right. just so you know your mom turned really 60. thought about it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: so.
0: I know. I look at my dad. I'm like, I 50 can't. 50 and
4: play. 60 are big birthdays. Yes, they are. Like you, 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 just, you contemplate your life and go, wow, I'm 60. Because it's my next big one. I'm 55. So, mm-hmm. 50, And 55 you don't care about. 50 is the big one. And then the next one's 60. I'm
0: going to be hitting 40 in a couple of years. Oh, mm-hmm. wish
4: I was going to be 40. <laughs>
6: I know. My dad thought 55 was a big deal because he could go out and get discounted food.
4: <laughs> I think they raised yeah. I'm now. looking
0: forward to that. I really am. He the senior citizen. He went everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> no joke, you guys. Wow. He went everywhere. I'd be flashing my ID. Give me that you gotta, discount. Well, you have
4: to get the AARP. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only thing that gives you a discount because the state now has raised it. There's state. The government's raised that age. I,
6: it might. The age might be you know, different for I don't know if
4: AARP ARP is what he's doing. Does he get discounts everywhere. If you you're fifty I think it's fifty two now for ARP. Fifty two? Well it was it's low for ARP. Yeah. Jeez.
6: Well it was it the retirement age was or like senior age was fifty five. So when he turned fifty five he went to like all these different restaurants just so he could order off the uh, fifty five. <laughs> now
4: most retirement 50. parks and all they've lowered it to fifty.
1: Oh yeah. ARP is fifty now.
4: Yeah fifty, yeah.
1: Are people are just retiring at 50 now, huh?
4: Pretty much. Some a lot of people do. are.
3: I don't know a lot of people that are retiring at 50. I, I yeah, I would
1: it. think they'd raise yeah. it considering people are living longer and I working did 46. longer. So, are you considered retired? Is that your...
4: Yeah, 46. I mean, this is
1: retirement, like, is there, like, a legal status of retired, though?
4: Yeah, 64. You're sixty Or six. Look it up. That, well, but yeah, I, mean, yeah, like, it like, yeah, I think if you're still working. It's 64, it
5: you
6: 64 and you qualify for extra benefits. Months. Yeah. That's what it is. You qualify the only for reason extra I benefits. know. <laughs> the only reason I know that is because I worked when I worked at Sherwin. There was um, an African African man um, that, and he was actually African. Um, but Ooh. he would talk about. He's like. Every year he'd be like, I got two years left, two years and he's like, Sixty four and nine months, I'm retiring <laughs> like
0: Yeah,
4: you get you get social security sixty four and nine months.
6: Well see yeah. and it also depends too, now
0: like people that are in unions and stuff like that, they can retire with a full pension Early from yeah. but then they can also get Social Security, at a certain age, if they take it early, they can only make X amount of dollars a year. Right, they just get less. Yeah, and then once they hit that that regular retirement age, then they get their full Social Security benefits. But a lot of places, you know, because my ex-husband, his father retired from the Ford plant.
4: Well, there are and, people who had pensions. Yes. Pensions is no longer existence in today's world. Oh, There's I know. Nobody can get a pension. Yeah. it's hard or to find people, a job. Yeah, it's. I mean, the yeah. police
3: officers are still police pensions. Right, but I'm saying
4: it's disappearing. Right. In, in it is America. disappearing.
3: Well, part of it because it got stolen by the people running the pensions. Yeah. Yes. You know, or or it was you know it was
4: invested in some very bizarre things. That's what happened to the Teamsters. Things. I mean, yeah. I had so. a
0: pension. <clears throat> you had a pension. It's gone. Well, wow. I. Nice change job. So oh, okay. Now,
4: now it's four hundred one k's. Yeah. Mm hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, in some places too, like if you have a job where you have like a four hundred one k pension, and you leave that job, you can still contribute to that same pension. That you just don't get that employee. Right. Employer contribution and right. stuff like that, so you can continue that same pension if you have a lot of money you you got already built. Cassie up in-
3: giving retirement advice. I know, right? <laughs> I'm hitting forty. You know,
6: I got to think about that kind yeah. of stuff.
4: You got to diversify.
6: I just, took, <laughs> I just took mine out and put it into my four hundred and
4: one k. You got to diversify. You got to make sure you have four hundred and one k. Then some gold and silver, mm-hmm. and then some motorcycles.
0: Motorci- invest in <laughs> motorcycles in Minnesota? Absolutely. I won't take that advice. <laughs> Motorcy-
4: Minnesota's one of the best places to I buy know. collectible motorcycles because they have no miles.
0: Yeah, true.
4: And if you know the game and you know which bikes are going up... Mm-hmm. Right now, it's early, it's 80s bikes. Hmm. You know, a couple of years ago, it was 70s bikes, but now it's 80s bikes.
0: I'm holding out hope for Dave's comic book collection. I really am. <laughs> that's going to probably be my retirement. What
4: generation were they?
0: Oh, they just range from
4: all over the place. There's yeah. only golden age comic books are worth any money.
0: Yeah, I know. It, part of the yeah, problem is the
4: internet's true. kind of ruined the, the it, collect- Other than wanting collect- to hold them.
3: There is no. You can get the stories. You know, mm-hmm. it's so you can easy get to scans get the of them. No now. problem. Yeah, that it's ruined that and whole. It, and,
4: and it's made things. I I was a shoes collector, especially in automobilia stuff. And what happened was memorabilia uh, stuff. No, automobilia. You,
3: automobilia. automobilia. automobile. memorabilia. Okay, there we so, go.
4: Got and, it. And I, I still have a, a a pretty big oil can collection two-gallon oil, oil can. 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 Mm-hmm. And unless it's oil of, can and boy, I don't have in this. The problem is. Back, back in the, like, 80s and 90s, there were some cans worth a $1,000 a can. An oil can. Yeah, yeah. 2 gallon oil can. It's all about the artwork. So the more artwork, the more the can was worth. Wow. But then when the Internet came out, people in the, in the middle of nowhere, they have the same cans, so they're putting it on the Internet. So now it flooded the market. Uh, it was very hard to find them. You had to drive around and find them. Then when eBay came out, then they found you, uh, and the prices just went down to almost nothing. Yeah. You can buy cans now for thirty bucks. Wow.
0: You need to get American pickers out to your place.
4: I don't sell anything. (laughs) I have a I have a disorder.
0: A lot of a lot of that oh you you he, like to you have compulsive it.
4: disorder? I just don't like not to have my stuff.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like my stuff. Well, yeah, there's a huge market for that Americana, or, yeah. you know, 50s and 60s stuff, um, signage and all that. And a, a place that uh, we went to in Chicago was the Volo Museum. And that place is just caked with all that old uh, Americana type, uh, you know, yeah. automobiles, motorcycles and all that, and it's so fascinating how people are still enthralled with that kind of stuff, and mm-hmm. I think shows like American Pickers um, Which well, really... is a
4: complete fake show, by the way Well, of course it is, I mean, it's all staged You stayed, knock you on know. somebody's door, and the guy comes out fully mic'd and <laughs> <laughs> You got a mic already on and... Yeah, I know, right?
1: I believe we have Renee on the phone
0: Oh, Renee Jolly, oh great, she called back in Okay, yeah. let me get the calendar up here Um Well, welcome to the show, Renee. Tom Bernard is out, so I'm filling in. I'm Cassie Schrader. Um, You are a mother of an accused student who was falsely accused of sexual assault at his university. I don't know. Have you named the university that he was attending?
5: Thanks for having me on, Kathy. No, we are not naming it because the university is under investigation by the Department of Education for the way they handled his case and ultimate expulsion.
0: Okay. So take us down the timeline of what happened with your son and and where he's at today dealing with this uh, uh, case
5: that he was falsely accused of. Sure. Sure, Kathy. Yeah. So this happened five years ago, um, and we're still dealing with it. He was on a full Army ROTC scholarship um, as a contracted cadet at this private university, and he was expelled for sexual assault when, in fact, the evidence and the facts gathered showed that he was more likely than not the one sexually assaulted by his accuser while he was passed out. so uh, the But the school, even though they had this evidence, they did not include it in their final report. And because they were using the start-by-believing theory or technique, but it's more victim-centered, they were looking for anything that would support her version of events and not support my son's version of events. So it was a very unfair process from the get-go. And um, this is, you know, my son's not the only one that has gone through this. There's There's been a well over 1,500 students who have contacted a nonprofit um, that are families advocating for campus equality who have had the exact, Same scenario, not exact same, but similar scenario happened where there was just an unfair process at the university where they had no opportunity to defend themselves or um, be able to really fully understand the allegations so that they could question them and get, get to the bottom of it.
0: Okay, well, we do have a lawyer in studio, yeah. uh, Mike Bryant. Do you have any questions about this case?
3: So, uh, it, 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 and, and I know you're not naming the, the place that it happened, but it, did this involve some military or some other issues beyond just a regular, you know, uh, a regular university?
5: No, no. He was a contracted cadet okay. on scholarship, um, okay. but this happened on campus, Um where uh, you know we we it was it never went um, to a criminal case, but we did hire attorneys and uh, they hired in a private investigator when we were appealing the school's decision because it was just so blatantly um, wrong that he really lost all constitutional protections um, when he stepped on that
3: college campus i mean you you ran some issues with it being a a university so i mean it's not like if he'd been charged criminally that he would have some constitutional protections beyond what he'd have at a private university um that's run as a private university and the the courts have given have have looked at that on a number of different occasions um did he end up going someplace else or did he get back into the university that that he started at
5: no, no, he didn't get back into that university. His um, student conduct record is still marked, but fortunately, okay. after about a year and a half, yes, yes, after about a year and a half, he was able to get into a another university um, in another state that we live in, and he, um, although in order to get in that, well, I think what happened was he was able to sh- to give them the letter showing that the former school was under investigation. Or the way they handled his uh, his case. Who's doing um, the investigation? You know, they, they showed the Department of Education, okay. the Office of Civil Rights okay. Division of that. So um, so even though you're, you're right in saying they, they really don't have due process, there still needs to be a fair process. And um, in my son's case, they showed um, what we, we feel is deliberate indifference to mm-hmm. um, the claim that he really was when you look at the definition of, definition of consent, which is in their student conduct manual that says it should be clear, knowing, and voluntary, he was unable to consent. Um, but yet this girl was the accuser and they took her, um, they started by believing her. And, uh, in effect, when you start by believing the accuser, you're in effect presuming guilt on the accused. And, um, you know, so it was a very biased investigation and, um, he He really was the evidence supported the fact that he was not the one who was um, the perpetrator.
3: is she still maintained what happened happened, or is she uh, has she gone back on what she said?
5: Interestingly, she hasn't gone back on what she said, but about three months after my son was expelled, he noticed on um, his uh, LinkedIn page that she had been searching for him oh. so he ended up emailing her um, asking her why she lied and said what she did um, and um, you know he, he wanted to understand because this is extremely traumatic to him um, as you can imagine having everything pulled out from under you and being expelled and she emailed him back the very same day and said no less than 30 times that she was sorry but she never recanted
3: she was sorry that this happened to him, or sorry that she said it.
5: Yeah. Sorry that it happened. Okay. Sorry that you know it, it went so far. She never intended to harm him, um, but yeah, she didn't recant.
3: Okay. Hmm. What? Um, what? How's the? How was it going? As far as coming up with other uh, other options or opening the eyes of you know investigators at other universities to look at these type of issues.
5: So that's, you know, that's kind of where where uh, I come in as far as, you know, initially I was advocating for my son and still am. But I really have turned into an advocate for all students who are accused and wrongfully treated by their universities. Um, and we have, like I mentioned, um, so many hundreds, you know, 1,500 students so far have contacted families advocating for campus equality um, or their family has saying that they were unfairly treated and they were falsely accused. And, you know, no matter, unfortunately, um, what the evidence shows is the, and, and how openly and honestly the accused student tells the truth, no matter what the text messages show, the likelihood in today's university campus culture is they will be expelled and they'll be found responsible or at the very, very, very minimum um, suspended. Even if the evidence is on your side, you're really guilty by the mere accusation. And a lot of this stems back to um, 2011, when the Obama administration, uh, the Department of Education, sent out a letter um, that's considered or called the Dear Colleague Letter, um, telling universities that if they didn't clamp down hard on sexual assault allegations, then they ran the risk of losing federal funding, which in my son's school's case was into the millions of dollars annually. So rather than run that risk of losing funding, they um, would go ahead and wrongfully expel an innocent student um, rather than run that risk, so they did that um, to my son and um, it needs to stop. Just because a student walks onto a college campus does not mean they should lose their constitutional rights um, that they have as an American citizen.
3: Well, I but the constitutional rights go to the, the criminal charges. Um, and you know, there the argument overall will be that he gets to go to the university, but it's you know, there's no rule that you have to go to this university or that university. You're still subject to the university. I, I agree that, you know, people wrongfully accused should never happen. I completely agree with you there. But I think that, uh, that there are certain things, rights you give up, or not rights, the rights you don't have when you go to a university or, or when you go in a place that sometimes people think they have that they don't.
0: Well, Renee, we are out of yeah. time, but is there a website that people, could it, like if they're going through the same thing that you went through with your son, is there a website that they can go to to find out more information and find some type of advocate for their child to help them through the process of what they're going through?
5: Sure, absolutely. There's actually two websites. The first I'll give is facecampusequality.org That's facecampusequality.org and then the second one is saveservices.org. They're both um, due process groups looking for fairness uh, for all college students, um, asking the colleges to um, follow their student conduct manual for both their male students and their female students, and not be biased to one gender or the other.
0: Thank you so much for your time, and best of luck with your family, and help. And hopefully you can get through this and come out on the other side um, happy and and just well-adjusted and can move on from it.
5: Sure. Well, thank you, Kathy, so much for having me
0: on today. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. We'll be right back with the family in a few minutes after these commercials.